and welcome to The Kink Perspective. My name's Chris. I'm a psychotherapist and consultant. On today's show, I want to go a little bit on a journey with you into the intricate and often really complex realm of relationships, specifically shining a spotlight on a topic that resonates with a lot of people. What I'm talking about today is jealousy. Now, my work traverses this diverse landscape of the human mind and the intricacies of alternative relationships. So I tend to see a lot of different sides, whether it's whether in the vanilla world or the lifestyle community of this little green monster rearing its head. And it's, there's a lot of unfolding backdrops here against the unconventional dynamics that we experience, which adds layers and richnesses of the challenge that we face when we enter this lifestyle. Jealousy, it's really a universal emotion here, and it takes on a unique hue within these relationships. It really is a topic that calls for careful exploration, some deep understanding, and more importantly, real compassionate dialogue. In today's conversation I want to have, I want to go beyond the surface, and I want to dive into some of the psychology of jealousy here and its manifestations within inside of the lifestyle that do happen and the communication strategies that are essential for fostering healthier connections when jealousy arises and I know <clears throat> this becomes a little bit of a topic that sometimes is difficult to unpack and discuss but I feel it really needs more of an understanding here especially when I start seeing a lot of it a lot of these discussions, I should say, appear on social media. So let's understand jealousy. Let's get into it. Jealousy is this calm. It's a very complex emotion that's woven into the very existence of our lives. Now, it has deep roots in our evolutionary history. And it's not just a mere fleeting emotion, if you will. Rather, it's a powerful force that can shape our thoughts changes our behavior, and most significantly, the dynamics of our relationships. Now, at its core, jealousy often emerges from a place that's of a perceived threat. It triggers responses that are rooted in our primal instincts. From the evolutionary perspective here, our ancestors developed a sense of possessiveness as a survival mechanism, an instinctual drive to protect resources, including our, our mates or our partners. In more of a modern context, if you will, this instinctual response may manifest in various ways, from subtle feelings of unease to intense anxiety or stress. <clears throat> now, understanding jealousy requires this exploration of the psychological underpinnings here. It's really not a one-size-fits-all emotion, and instead it wears different masks. It may arise from the feeling of inadequacy, fear of abandonment, or a perceived threat to one's emotional security. Now, by dissecting some of these underlying factors, we gain a little bit more insight into the complexities that jealousy introduces into our lives, sometimes on a moment-by-moment -moment basis. Now, consider the spectrum of jealousy, if you will, from the fleeting pang pangs of insecurity to the paralyzing fear of loss. Each shade in between represents a unique facet of this emotion. And as we kind of go through these nuances, we uncover the diversity of the human experience. 
especially the challenge lies not only in recognizing jealousy, but to understand its impact on the intricate uh, landscape of our relationships that we take part of, especially when we get into the realm of power dynamics. As individuals for us within the lifestyle community where alternative relationships flourish in one fashion or another, the manifestations of jealousy can be particularly nuanced. And the dynamics of non-traditional connections here adds layers of complexity where traditional norms may not be fully captured and, and they don't embrace the richness of these experiences. It's really about this ebb and flow of the connection that goes beyond the conventional that we experience inside of the lifestyle, but doing part of that because they are new and because we're starting to navigate these realms sometimes with not the most clear of pictures, it does open the door to jealousy itself. Now, I do want to apologize. If you can hear the rain today, it's raining really heavily here. So if you do hear it in the background, that's what that noise is. So I want to apologize, but unfortunately, I don't control the weather. All right. So what is jealousy in the lifestyle community? And what does it look like? In our alternative relationship dynamics, and when I say that, I'm talking about outside of the norm, what regular the majority of society would consider normal or we look at as vanilla. Jealousy does take on many nuanced forms, and it's weaves through those concerns about time and attention and the intricacies of navigating multiple connection, connections, especially if you think about it this way, you might be in a poly relationship or a dominant that has quite a few submissives. Drawing from the wealth of experiences encountered in my work, I'm going to, a little later on, I'm going to kind of get into some examples and scenarios that discuss some of these things, especially with one couple that I'm working with. Now, within the community, relationships unfold against this massive backdrop of unconventional dynamics. There's exploration and sexuality and desire and eroticism. And here, these traditional boundaries of love and connection are stretched to our imagination. And we create spaces for these diverse forms of relationships to blossom. Yet, within this liberation of ourselves and our sexuality comes this inevitable interplay of jealousy where these rules of engagement can differ significantly from our conventional partnerships now here's one example a couple exploring non-monogamy for example encounters the feelings of jealousy when one partner begins exploring a connection with someone new the insecurities that arise may not solely be about the fear of losing the partner but may stem from the uncertainty of the unknown now, how does one navigate the uncharted territories of emotions when the relationship landscape isn't bound by societal norms? Well, that's, you know, it's a big question and it's something we see. And I I'm, I'm, don't want this to sound like I'm just attacking, you know, E&M or Polly because I'm not. <sighs> because it does go for us as well when we are, even in our relationships, when we see our partners potentially flirting we're not receiving that attention and that attention is being diverted or that relationship energy is being diverted to somebody else. I've witnessed these unique challenges that individuals and couples within the community grapple with. And from the negotiation of boundaries to this delicate, you know, nuanced 
negotiations of managing time and attention among many people, the manifestations of jealousy are as diverse as the relationships themselves. Um, it's not just about deciphering one's emotions and understanding and all of these connections, but really it's about the impact each thread has on the overall dynamic. Now here, the true grasp of jealousy within the lifestyle, we have to appreciate the multitude of factors at play because it's not just one or two things. It is going to be a plethora of things that are affecting us. The concept of ownership, often ingrained in traditional relationships, is redefined here, giving way to a more communal approach to a connection. And this shift requires a recalibration, if you will, of expectations and an embrace of the fluid nature of relationships, where individual growth and autonomy are celebrated, but there also can be celebrated separately or with somebody else that's outside of our sphere. Now, by discussing and understanding these challenges, we lay this foundation initially for a community that supports and uplifts its members, especially in times when they're struggling. It is about a culture where individuals can navigate these complexities of jealousy with empathy and wisdom and recognize that each relationship is a unique journey. It's not a destination. So sometimes we have to also approach these things with a strategy or effective communication. And I often talk about communication in a lot of my shows, especially when I'm writing. Open and honest communication serves as this major tool here when we are trying to address and manage jealousy within the complex of our lifestyle choices inside of our relationship dynamics. This isn't just a dialogue that we need to have. It's an art form. And when we master it, we can transform the dynamics of our connections. We can navigate this terrain and effectively communicate through strategies that allow us to have conversations where people feel more secure. We can move away from feeling anxious and we can start heading into the secure attachment styles. Now at the heart of this, with when, when I'm talking about effective communication, lies in active listening. And I've been speaking about active listening now for the last couple of weeks, but that's because I'm reemphasizing a point that is often overlooked. But it's truly an essential skill because we're not just merely talking about hearing someone's words. It's about understanding their emotions, their fears, their desires, and what is the underpinnings to them. By actively listening, we create that space for our partners to authentically express themselves, create a deeper understanding, and listen to their fears. And hopefully at that point, we're starting to address them. And I've seen this in, in multiple relationships, or I've seen this with doms who have a couple of submissives, and the submissives are fighting amongst themselves, but they're not really communicating with their dominant. Now, that's a little problematic because they're taking their jealousy out on each other instead of going to the person that um, can address it and help hopefully rectify the situation. In poly relationships, it's something similar. Jealousy now can not can rear its head in a multitude of ways. Time management, emotionally, sexually, financially, right? Even the embrace, you know, feeling neglected. All of these things have to be addressed and we have to confront them. They're not necessarily easy to confront. 
Because otherwise, if we let jealousy foster, it can, it can create anger and resentment, rage, distrust. So expressing needs and the boundaries here really emerges as this crucial aspect of it. And this is how we begin to navigate these feelings, especially within our community, because we're deviating from all of these societal norms already. Now, we can clearly define our boundaries, and of course, we know that's paramount. But when we're defining them, we have to look at them as not of a, as a form of restriction, but a collaborative effort to ensure that each one of us feels seen and heard and respected. And we really need to understand that, you know, sometimes I know it sounds like I'm, I'm speaking of this utopian society about, you know, people don't think that I talk to my partner quite often. I have conversations every day where we're not just talking about the mundane surface level things about, oh, how was your day at work? And how mine was rough and terrible, whatever, whatever the case may be. Or I had a really rough session today with somebody. We're talking about the other things that manifest inside of our relationships when we are, you know, um, I remember once that my partner at work had received flowers by mistake and uh, there was a note attached and it had, you know, said for all these kind of romantic things and before anybody jumps, no, there was no cheating going on. The flowers were sent by accidentally and they were meant to be sent to somebody else's wife, but the florist screwed everything up and got the name wrong and they got sent to my partner and um she had told me about it years later or told me about it and i knew all about it and you know we talked to the person and everything kind of got straightened out now years later here uh i was cleaning my desk and i found this card i had forgotten about it totally totally forgot about it and by the way, when I say all parties knew, his partner knew, everybody straightened out the, the mess. But when I found the card again and forgotten about this instance, it did for a moment create that little green bug of jealousy. And it created that error for me where, oh, is something going on. And I made a phone call and we had a conversation. And then I was reminded. And, and this for me, for for us, at least in my dynamic and many others that I'm working with people, becomes this bedrock on which healthy relationships stand on trust. And we allow ourselves a continuous practice of vulnerability and reliability. I was being vulnerable because I was upset and I expressed that vulnerability. And her and her reliability back to me reconfirmed the story, we discussed it and we moved on and I ended up, I felt better. And then I remembered and I especially felt better. I even felt a little foolish. But when we're looking at this, trust is this massive compass that guides our interactions. And the challenge is, the challenge here lies in cultivating and maintaining it when relationships defy our traditional molds. And this is how we have to go through all of these things. We have to be able to talk about them. We have to be able to open up. Because otherwise, we're sitting there. If I would have just sat there and never, ever, if my partner would have never mentioned it, and we just left it as this stupid story that she told her coworkers about this person who sent their flowers by mistake, and they were. And I never heard about it. But then one day, maybe in passing at a work function, I hear about it. You're going to create that 
feeling of unease, of, of distrust. And it really does allow us to give us, you know, I don't want to sit in that realm where you're, you're wondering now, somebody giving attention to somebody else and that attention isn't on me. Then those feelings of inadequacy, my God, did I do something to drive them away? What's wrong with me? And we start psychoanalyzing and beating ourselves up simultaneously. And jealousy drives us down all of these different holes. And that's the other side that when we look at jealousy is mainly as a lot of people go, oh, well, it's all about anger and you don't want them to be around somebody else. Because, but it's also what it does to us and that feeling that it does to ourselves. And I want you to, I want to tell you about this, you know, this couple I encountered through whose journey through unexpected jealousy unfolded as a real testament to the resilience of the human connection. So this couple that I've been, I'm working with, they're deeply immersed in the lifestyle and they've been, I don't know, seven to 10 years and they were confronted with the unexpected emergence of jealousy inside of their relationship dynamic and it crept into their lives and it really cast this major shadow for them in their emotional landscape that they had so carefully crafted and cultivated and honed over all of their years together. Now what really seemed like a strong unbreakable bond that all of us had seen and witnessed and, and watched in their performances or demonstrations seemed to be really strained now and it was being tested by what nobody really understood and, and these massive complexities of this powerful emotion. Now, the, the two of them sat down and started talking about these layers of these unspoken fears and their insecurities that jealousy had brought to the surface. Now, this revelation wasn't just a mere acknowledgement of the surface level emotion, but a profound excavation here of their emotional core and issues that lay beneath. And this ex in its exploration, each partner was allowed to bear their fears and, and uncertainties and were allowed to be authentically raw. And it all started because when they were looking at some demonstrations and they were, somebody had looked in one other person's direction and once the scene had ended and you know, they're not really a big couple that does a whole lot of aftercare. It's fine. They don't really, that's not their thing. And that's okay. We all don't do. Um, one of the partners, and who doesn't matter, went and immediately started talking to somebody else right after the scene. And so this led to some feelings of inadequacy. That's something that they couldn't do that was only being put into place and being dealt with by somebody else. That started leading to distrust, instant thoughts of distrust, the process that everything they had built was being torn down. And some people might say, well, if it can be torn down so quickly, it wasn't that strong to begin with. And that's not the case because jealousy is one of these emotions that does this to us. We start questioning the things. We start ripping things down because we we're looking for something maybe because we've been hurt in the past and when we have undealt with past experiences not necessarily traumatic 
a lot of people have been throwing traumatic around lately. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to say that. And even though I do trauma therapy, on, you know, emotions that have gone on for so long that they haven't checked in with, they haven't confronted, they haven't resolved. And this started to manifest in one instance. And that one instance sparked a, a firestorm for the other partner. Started checking phones and asking, getting confrontational on who you talking to, making scenes, accusations. And all because that they had some unresolved issue from a decade prior. But distrust isn't that the partner in the current situation or in this example that I'm talking about, these two people I'm working with, they're not at fault because they were talking to somebody else. They were just engaging with a friend. But they had no idea that their partner had went through something that was extremely painful, extremely hurtful, extremely distrust building, and didn't know that their partner was carrying all this. And it's not their burden to pull that out. We have to be willing to share. But if they're not going to discuss these things and they're going to let them manifest in their relationships, then the individual has to learn to work and cope with that along the way. And express to the partner, you know, this is what happened to me. I'm kind of feeling these feelings. I just wanted you to know. And hopefully then we gain some reassurance. You know, as we've been working together and rebuilding these strategies of trust and relationship building and, and relationship-centric focused activities, this has become, you know, after a good six months, a real potential here for healing and transformation that... My, this space gave to them and it began a point where we could emphasize that addressing jealousy for them wasn't just a sign of weakness but a massive step towards self-awareness and relation of relationship harmony and they could mend their rift before it even got any bigger and we learned to communicate you know what yeah I do, you know, a lot of people are going to say, I don't have to tell my partner about every friend I have. You're right, you don't. Those are our parts of our lives that are private. But some things we do, we don't understand how they're going to affect somebody else or the instances that have happened to them prior to them meeting us. Now, is that your fault necessarily? No, it's not. But, but both parties should be willing to communicate. That's why we're together in the first place. Because we chose to be with you. If we chose to be with you, we choose to want to engage and tell you the things that have happened, especially over time. And when you reach the depth of time these two people have, I would have assumed more conversations have happened and they just haven't. Reluctance or whatever life got in the way. But we're working on that now. And this needs to be a reminder here that Jealousy can be transformative in a multitude of ways. Harmful? Absolutely. But it has the potential that here that it allows us to, the willingness to explore and understand and grow and heal from the, the pain that is inside of us. As long as we're open and be willing to be vulnerable to discuss it. And if we're not doing these things, if we're holding in all of our emotional state because we're afraid to be judged by our partner, we're compounding that jealousy even further. 
because then we're also not only distrusting our partner, but we're distrusting ourselves. So I want to talk about some strategies here of what you can do to cope with some of these feelings. And I, I really want to get into this focus on skillfully navigating and overcoming some of these challenges of jealousy within our lifestyle. Um, I want to kind of guide you through some of these processes and, and help you if, if you're facing some of this, if you're just listening or you know somebody is going through this, so you can understand some of these coping mechanisms that I want to share. And I really want to kind of highlight some of the pivotal roles of self, self-reflection here, personal growth, and without a doubt seeking support. Because sometimes it's not just enough that we're starting to acknowledge some of these things. We need to talk to somebody or we need to do something more. Um, when we understand that there is when jealousy does take center stage it really does demand a nuanced approach to coping and it as we understand these layers of strategies that get put out there we can build our comprehensive toolkit to navigate these twists and turns that hit us in our emotional journey of life because if we don't know how to handle our feelings when we are caught in the moment that's when things tend to get out of control. And I've been there. You know, I haven't been a therapist. I wasn't even in the military all of my life. I remember being a young man and, and having a girlfriend and looking at her talking to somebody at a party and feeling those emotions of rage. And, you know, something is, you know, I was like, oh, well, you're just thinking it's she's yours. And, and no, I felt inadequate. And that made me angry. Because if I'm not, how come you tell me you'll love me, but I'm not enough? You need somebody else. And I didn't know how to verbalize that. So let's talk about the first coping strategy here. And this is about self-reflection. Now, self-reflection is a major cornerstone in therapy or mindfulness for managing jealousy. Now, this involves a profound and introspective journey here to comprehend the root cause of jealousy. Now, what we have to do is you got to peel back the layers here of our emotions and we gain insightful glimpses into our fears and our triggers that fuel jealousy. It's deliberately going into our emotional landscape and trying to understand and comprehend the responses that we're going through. And through self-reflection, individuals not only identify the patterns, but also underneath they find the insecurities and their unmet needs, which really have laid that foundation for the intentional, you know, this is what is the, our foundation for personal growth is understanding these insecurities and why they're there. And that allows us when we're sitting there and thinking about it. So we have this thing in therapy where it's called automatic thought process. It's actually quite long, but I just truncate it down. So we have the situation that's occurred. So fine. In this specific instance, I see my girlfriend talking to or my boyfriend, whatever the case may be, talking to somebody else. That's the situation. So the first thing that is the thought that pops in my head. Oh, they're talking with so-and-so. Cool. Maybe they are they're catching up after a while. Or, hey, who are they talking to? So these thoughts are starting to permeate in my mind. Now, these are happening in milliseconds, less than milliseconds. What happens is, though, 
before we've had full time to kind of analyze all of these things, we're going straight into our emotional process. I don't know who they're talking to, but I see they're laughing and giggling and hell, that's pissing me off. So now we've already jumped into anger. We don't even know what the situation is. It could be a longtime college friend. It could be, you know, if our partner has a sibling and that's their sibling's partner, we don't know, especially if we don't know. So we need to reflect on what's making us upset. So when these automatic thoughts begin, what you do is situation to the thought, put a linchpin into your emotion and say, okay, well, there's a lot of things that could be going on here. Do I really even need to, is there a cause for concern? You know, why am I getting angry? What's upsetting me about this? As we talk our way through it, we can slow down our emotional response. And then the second coping strategy really here is, is, Something that's, you know, it's been talked to to death, but it's important. And that's personal growth. And the path to being resilient against the impact of jealousy here is completely intertwined with personal growth. Now, committing to ongoing development is akin to nurturing the roots of a resilient tree. It involves cultivating our emotional intelligence, our desires, our adaptability, and our own understanding of what our needs are and what we want. And this approach here fosters a secure sense of self and it reduces the likelihood of jealousy emerging from these unresolved issues. And when you look at these steps and how you do this, it, it kind of demystifies the potential here for, for wondering what we should do when we're in these situations. Now, there are a lot of coping strategies you can do, but I, I, you know, I don't have time to go through you know, 518 of them today. So the last one I'm going to put out there is seeking support. And sometimes when, when the complexity of jealousy does arise, you're not going to be able to face it on your own. And you do have to find support potentially in the community and through asking people what they've done and listening to their stories. That's one great way. They're talking to a friend, but hopefully somebody that's not biased. You need not, you know, you want any in, impact of words that are coming back at you to be unbiased. Or, you know, last resort, you find a professional. And that becomes a massive coping strategy for you. When we look at the community and we go more in depth with that, it really does give you those shared experiences and, and somebody's insights to how they dealt with something. Or maybe what mechanisms they used for it. And through that sense of belonging to our community, it validates the challenges that these types of dynamics are bringing in. And it, it helps us foster resilience. And sometimes if we need to go to the professional route, we look at tailoring strategies through therapeutic tools to navigate jealousy more effectively. And... No matter what you choose or some of these mechanisms that I've given you today, these strategies I've, I've put out today, no matter what you choose, do what's going to be right for you, but it should always at least start with a conversation with your partner and explaining to them. Now, I've tried, I, I, you know, I haven't really done a big major deep dive into the world of jealousy today. It's, it's, it's exhaustive, meaning not that it's t physically tiring for me. It's 
we can, I can constantly talk about it, especially when we start intertwining it within the lifestyle because there's so many nuances inside of our lifestyle where it can be applied. But navigating all these challenges here is an ongoing process and every journey is shaped by the connections we make and the partners that we come across. We have to understand that empathy and effective communication are they walk hand in hand as trusted companions here. And you need to, if you're battling with jealousy, you have to reflect on your experiences within your connection and consider what strategies for you moving forward are going to be able to offer you and your partner more understanding and more so resilience. And if you have questions about it, if you want to, I'm going to, you know, obviously I'm going to put something about social media. But I want you to share your thoughts. Any insights you can contribute that keeps this dialogue going and enriches our understanding of how human connections within the lifestyle deal with things that we sometimes don't think of. So I want to leave you with a couple questions to ponder today. And it, again, quite reflective. And I'm going to put one up on my Spotify. So you know, if you want to answer it, it's going to be there. And the first one I'm going to ask you is, how do you currently approach and communicate about jealousy if it's there within your alternative relationships such as a lifestyle dynamic and whether that's you know I don't know BDSM or swinger or whatever the case may be and my second question for you all is what strategies really resonate with you for fostering an understanding and resilience in the face of jealousy what do you put in place so I'm going to leave you with a thought for today. <clears throat> In this complex dance of our emotions, think of it this way. Let curiosity lead. Understanding be the guide. And compassion be the accompany. And this rhythm, navigating these twists and turns of jealousy, becomes an art where our connections flourish and our resilience blooms. I know this is, it's not an easy subject to talk about because <clears throat> a lot of people don't want to admit that they get jealous. I've learned to get better over time because I've learned to talk about it. And, and that's the way we get better at things is by talking about it and working through these problems that we face. And it's truly important. So if this is the first time you listen to me on Spotify, Please like, follow, subscribe, rate me five stars so other people can find me, yada, yada, yada. Appreciate it. Keeps us going. Um, please comments, you know, put some comments up on social media about this topic today or comment on the question I'm putting into Spotify. And I do have a book out, uh, Tangled Desires, the exploration of or the intersection between psychology and BDSM, where it's currently available wherever you can get your ebooks. I am... Now working on the edit for my hard copy. And uh, we'll go from there. So let me know what you think about this. How, how you really kind of confronted jealousy and, and what it's doing to you. And how did you, how have you gained resilience or if you've gained any resilience from it. Until next time, everybody. Be safe. Stay safe.